You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Seven seven five three five seven F A N S or seven seven five three seven six Easy Easy. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Uh oh, uh oh. It seems that Longhorns have pulled off a major coup and getting. The top quarterback in the nation, Quinn Evers, is coming home, baby. He is coming all the way home. And by that, I mean damn right. The best mullet in all of football is coming back to Texas, baby. Woo! He went to Ohio State because he wanted to make money. He did, took two snaps and said, get me out of this Yankee town. And now he's back where he belongs, in the mother state. That's right, the five-star recruit. That's right, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five-star recruit with a mullet that's 10 stars is back in Austin. Front row. Can you say quick turnaround? Oh, I can. There you go. How about that? That is a way to start a Monday show. Man, oh, man. Good Monday morning, ass family. Christmas right around the corner. Hopefully you had a great weekend. That was the top news of the weekend. Man, oh, man, all kinds of shit happened this week. And we're going to talk about the the tornadoes and all that kind of good stuff. Let me say good morning to everybody out there. Straight fire, first one here, says, let's do it, Arnie. Weekends would be even better with ass. Yeah, yesterday was great. Yesterday was relaxation day. Cowboys won. We go over all the NFL scores in the second break of the show. But they won. That's all that matters. Uh, Andrew says, good morning, comrades. Texas weather be more bipolar than my ex. I know, it's going to be like 68 degrees today. It was like 20 yesterday. It's crazy. Fred says, Jesus, someone's here early, LOL. Good to see you, Fred. Mike D says, Monday, Monday, morning-ass family. Have a great day and drive careful, California folks. It's ugly on the roads today. Arise, good morning to you. I saw your pictures from the big Travis Tritt show. Hope you had a good time up there in Oklahoma at that show. Warbirds in the house. He says, good morning, Super A&ass family. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Braddy Kid says, good morning. Braddy Kid, I hope that you are doing well today as well and hope you have a spectacular day. I'm traumatized by the sexual activity on Yellowstone. Poor fucking Jimmy. I mean, poor Jimmy. Adele, too. Uh, no, what? Come on. Come on. No. Hello? No. Mm-mm. It's me. We don't care. I was wondering if after no, all I don't want to meet. Like to meet. Goodbye. To all right, good. Got that out of the way. Now, let's see. Uh, Cowboys Girl says, good morning, ass family. Yesterday, we lost a pioneer in the music world. Look, you might not listen to any kind of Hispanic-type music, but this guy, everybody knows who this guy is, Vincent, uh, 
Vincent Vincent Fernandez, Vincente Vincent Vincent Fernandez. Okay, you got you got to pay homage. Este amor apasionado anda todo alborotado. So look at that. Voy camino a la locura. That is a volver, a volver. Mm-hmm. All right, so there you go. He passed away yesterday. I got to get that out there. Uh, let's see. I'd say, how about them Cowboys? But that was a sloppy win. Defense won they Fuck. I'm just telling you right now, Cowboys fans, listen to me. I was right before when I said in his second season there that Tony Romo would never win the team a Super Bowl. Cowboy fans wanted to lynch me. How can you say that and be a Cowboys fan? Because I know the game. And I was right. The only time that motherfucker's ever been to the Super Bowl was to fucking broadcast it, and he did a shitty job of that, too. Telling you right now, Dak Prescott, the $40 million man, that pick six he threw yesterday, like, damn it, we'll just do damn football now. Shit, I'm fired up now. Uh, Move everything back. We still got to talk about the, uh, whatchamacallit, though, The, 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 the tornado that hit. It's fucking devastating. But I'm, I'm going to tell you right here and right now, Dak Prescott will never take the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. He just won't. He threw such an ugly pick six yesterday. That was a rookie pass. He's looking like a rookie. He's not making any passes. He's not doing that well. The fucking defense is awesome. Mika Parsons. I, everybody wants to talk about how all these other people are MVPs. How about Mika Parsons? He's already got Defensive Player of the Year wrapped up with his 11 sacks as a rookie. He's a linebacker playing defensive end. Hello. Then we get our healthy defensive ends back yesterday, and he has a few more sacks. Mika Parsons the truth. Great pick. He's your MVP of the league. Uh, speaking of Yellowstone, anyone else tired of Beth's rich white ass, trash ass, white trash ass? Nice to look at, but geez, it's getting tired. I, I love Beth. Beth is fantastic on the show. Uh, look, I, I love the fact that she puts people in their place. And, and last night, if you haven't watched it yet, I'm not going to ruin it for you. But the last five minutes, this season has been kind of bland. It seems like it, it, this season is there to set up all his other shows. Uh, Tyler Sheridan, the creator of it. But the last five minutes of De- Yellowstone last night, what a perfect. Uh, that was awesome. That was so awesome what they did in the last five minutes. There's three episodes left. It looks like those three are going to be the three um, that really have a lot of action in there. Uh, how badass was it that the Cowboys brought heated seats? Yeah, because that's what the Cowboys do. I'm tired of Monica. I don't blame Monica is such a pain in the ass. I hope Casey goes off with that other engine chick. Uh, 
Yeah, because Monica's she and all, and all the fans hate Monica on Yellowstone, so she's a bitch. All right, now let let let's just go go to the NFL since I'm fired up. I'm fired up and I'm I'm ready to talk some football here, you know. We've got a big game tonight. Buenos dias, Ogre. Uh, big game tonight, the Rams and the Cardinals. I, I, that's actually a really good game as well. Uh, the Ravens lost to the Browns. Boy, the AFC is just one of those. I, I'm looking at the AFC, and I'm trying to pick who I think the best team in the AFC is, and I can't do it. I'm not saying the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC because they're not. They're up there. They're in the top three. But the AFC is just every time you say this team's the best team in the AFC, they go out and lose. Jaguars, they lost to the Titans. Titans getting back, or is it the fact that they just played the Jaguars? I think it's the fact that they just played the Jags. The Chiefs, are we are we calling the Chiefs now the best team in the AFC? After their abysmal start? They laid 48 on the fucking Raiders yesterday. You almost got half a hundred hung on you. God damn it, Raiders. And the Raiders at one time, we were saying we're the best team in the NFL. Or in the NFL. Yeah, in the AFC especially. And now the Raiders have a losing record. Saints and Jets, nobody cares about. Cowboys beat the Redskins or whatever the fuck they are. It wasn't as close as the 27-20 game. Cowboys just destroyed them in the first half, and then the offense quit. I, 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 you know what? Every time I see this, it makes me sick. I don't care if it's my team. I don't care if it's a college team. When you take your foot off the gas, your team doesn't do good, and the other team comes back. How many times, in, especially basketball? Let me get all my sports fans out there. In basketball, when you see a team is up by 25 and then they start kind of lollygagging the ball around, you see that team break that score down and get it down to two. Why? They were in fuego before. What happened? They stopped playing. Same thing in the NFL. When you take your foot off the gas, the other team's going to come back. Oh, I'm sorry, Andrew. Andrew does care about the Saints. Saints, who are 6-7, and seven, he's a big Saints fan. They got a huge win yesterday. I ain't going to say a huge win. It was against the Jets, but they won. A win's a win. The Falcons beat the Panthers in the I don't care bowl. In the no one really, really gives a fuck, Seattle beat the Texans. The Lions and Broncos. Wow, the Lions, their one-game win streak is now over. Uh, where are all my Charger fans? Now, now, look, look, I ain't going to take away from, from Justin Herbert. I think he's a good quarterback. I really do. Going into that last pass yesterday, he was 22 out of 30 for 210 yards. That's a mediocre day. Last pass of the game, he threw it 60, what, 65 yards in the air, and everybody's like, oh, my God, this is the great. I, I saw somewhere it was written, the greatest pass in NFL history. Why, because it went 65 yards? We've seen that before. Because it won the game? That's what's called a Hail Mary. And I'm not trying to take away from the Chargers. And it didn't really win the game. I mean, they were they won by fucking 16 points. Um, it iced the game completely. But, 
look, Chargers are a decent team. I, th- I think that whatever team is hot going in the playoffs, that's going to be the best team in the AFC. Remember in week three when everybody was saying how good the Panthers looked? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Niners came back to win in overtime against the Bengals. At one time, the Bengals were the best team in the league. Niners were one of the worst teams. Niners are slowly coming back. The Bengals are slowly fading away. Wait, I thought the greatest pass in history was the catch. No, that is that is so not the greatest pass in history. No. It would be the original Hail Mary from Roger Stallback to Drew Pearson. That's the greatest pass in the game. Um Man, I tell you what, that Bills-Buccaneers game was something yesterday. I watched the end of that shit. Holy crap. Man, I thought the Bills were going to come back. I mean, look, look the, the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are slowly, I mean, I've never seen a 10-3 and Super Bowl repeating team treated so quietly in the media. And they have Tom Brady. Nobody's talking about them. And then last night's game, the Bears and the fucking Packers. What a shit game on NBC. Terrible game, NBC. Terrible. Packers, Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. Four touchdown passes. Jesus Christ. Come on, man. This was the last week of bye games. I don't know how you get a bye in week 14, but, hey, congratulations to those teams that did. Uh, all right, so like I said, Rams-Cardinals tonight. Uh, I think this game, Cardinals win. They pretty much locked down the NFC West, where they're getting pretty damn close to. I mean, I know it won't be official official. I saw that the uh, Texans were uh, – uh, they, they're going to their out-of-playoff contention. And Detroit is a one-in-three trillion chance of making it. So, there you go. There you go. There's your NFL scores for the weekend. And, and I have to say, nothing really impressed me that much this weekend. I mean, it was a good weekend of sports, but not. Next week, they're going to play Saturday games. They're going to have two games on Saturday, so they, they can – by the way, did anybody watch the Army-Navy game? I didn't watch the game. I watched the pageantry before the game. That and, and the thing with the Army-Navy game is it's not really a rivalry game. It is under the guise of the definition uh, of rivalry. Yes, Army-Navy is. Army-Navy is what college football used to be about. The celebrating of the two schools having the midshipmen come onto the field, then having the Corps of, uh, the Corps of Cadets come onto the field. It, it, it truly is one of the most amazing things you'll ever see when it comes to the world of sports. And, of course, dickhead Joe Biden wasn't there. No, 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 no. We actually do have a new Joe Biden clip. This happened last week when, uh, when he didn't show up on time to light the Christmas tree that LL Cool J announced him to. And this is what Joe Biden said. A special thanks to tonight's host, LL Cool J. He looks like he can still play. And I'm not talking about instruments. I'm talking about football or something. The man is, anyway, I tell you what. The man looks like he can still play because I guess all of them play sports, huh, Joe? 
Could Joe, Bi- could Joe Biden be more racist? A special thanks to the night host, LL Cool J. He looks like he can still play. And I'm not talking about instruments. I'm talking about football or something. Man, anyway, I tell you what. Uh, I'll I tell you what. What, he turned into Boomhauer from fucking King of the Hill? Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey man, I'll tell you what. Alicia, happy Monday to you as well. Ogre says, Army Navy gets me choked up because I think of those kids are going to defend my country and fight and die for it. It is one of those things that uh, it, it, it's a game. It, it's not even a game. It, it's just you watch that and you just, there, there's such a feeling I have of patriotism watching that game. I've known two guys who played in that game. Uh, I'm trying to get one of those guys on the show. He lives here in Dallas. Uh, he and I went to high school together. I was his supervisor at the water park. His name is Clint. Um, was team captain of Navy. Lettered like three years at Navy as a linebacker. Went to the NFL, and, you know, he didn't get the, the notoriety that Pat Tillman got. But he did the same thing. He left the NFL, went back to special warfare classes, and became a SEAL. Clint, Bruce, Clint is a good, good dude. But watching that game reminds me of all those young men. Yeah, it, it's, it's phenomenal to watch. Uh, we decided to watch Heartbreak Ridge again after Friday's show. Damn good movie. Oh, Heartbreak Ridge is fantastic. Yeah, Friday we did the Mount Rushmore of military characters in movies and somebody got mad because pete mitchell was on there and i was like my my go-to response is well you should have been listening and voted dickhead all right this weekend was a deadly weekend though if you lived in the south in the mid-south i will say tornado rolled through kentucky destroying homes communities are leveled at least 80 people including children, were killed in this tornado. By the way, this tornado stayed on the ground. And I kind of consider myself kind of, I don't want to say an expert on tornadoes, but I I know more about tornadoes than like West Coast people. Like West Coast people are earthquake experts, right? And Floridians, they're they're experts in not only basalts, but hurricanes. Well, when you live here, you, you learn a lot about tornadoes. Tornadoes usually don't stay on the ground that long. This one stayed on the ground for almost 200 miles. And they said it was a mile wide, which on the Fujikara scale, I believe, is an F4 or a 5. And if you know anything about tornadoes, an F5 is also known as the finger of God. Such devastation and tragedy. And, and I, I hate tornadoes. And these are the bastard tornadoes that hit at night. You can't see a tornado at night. They asked the governor of Kentucky say what he thought, and he says, it's devastation like we've never seen before. There's an Amazon building that's been destroyed, and they're still looking for people in that building. 
There's a candle place. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Mayfield Candle Factory. Officials have said that 40 workers have been rescued while others are still missing. Oh, Alicia, Alicia, Alicia. You're getting ahead of me. Of course Joe Biden is blaming this on climate change. While speaking to reporters, Biden was asked whether he could conclude that these storms are intensity have gone with climate change. He says, all I know is that the intensity of weather across the board has some impacts as a consequence of the warming of the planet and climate change. The specific impact on these specific storms, I can't say at this point. Of course they're using, any time that they can use their agenda to push ahead, they're going to use their agenda. Now, look, I'm no scientist, and I don't pretend to be a scientist. But I do know that we have had tornadoes that have been this big, this terrible, my whole life. You ask anybody who gets their fucking roof ripped off their house by a tornado if it was a bad one or not. Two hundred thousand people are without power in Tennessee and Kentucky. Well, I'm worried about the people in Kentucky. People in Tennessee are used to that. Um, major incidents from the store included heavy damage to the Amazon warehouse in Illinois. So, yes, they, they're using this to, to tie in their thing. You know, if we built America back better, the tornadoes would be afraid to hit us. Isn't that right, LL? A special thanks to the night host, LL Cool J. He looks like he can still play. And what? I'm not talking about instruments. I'm talking about football or something. Man, yeah, anyway, I tell you what. Good job, idiot. Uh, I heard Mitch McConnell shrank his head back into his turtle shell when the tornado hit his state, probably. They said the only uh, reason this baby was alive because they put her in a car seat while they hunkered down in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, the Kentucky governor just needs to look south. There's worse devastation down there every day. Amen to that. Just look a little south into Tennessee and you'll see all that shit. Yes, and then he said they're going to make sure that this never happens again by ending climate change. <laughs> yes, because we can, by ending climate change, which is something we can't do to begin with, uh, we're going to stop tornadoes. I love it. I love the fact that this guy can get away with pretty much saying anything. You know, it, it has to be regular people that call him out. Do you not remember the weeks of shit that Donald Trump had to get when he said they wanted to rake the forest? There are people still making fun of him for that. I was on TikTok this weekend, and he said, uh, this one guy said, oh, yeah, I remember the time idiot said to, to rake the forest? And I was like, that's an actual term, dipshit. Uh I heard people in Haiti watch the movie, watch the tornado on the news and yelled, hey, get in here. They're showing our country on TV. No, tornadoes have not been blamed on Trump just yet. 
Oh, I'm sure somebody it, somebody will blame him. I, I, you know, Donald Trump did that. He he control he controls tornadoes. I I you know when when we sit here and we talk about this, this is an awful story. It's an awful story because if you've never been it, I'm sorry. If you've never been in a tornado, I don't wish that upon you. I really don't. Tornadoes are really scary. And yes, it does sound like a big old train coming through. It's loud. It's scary as shit. I haven't been one in a long time, knock on wood. I've been in a hurricane before. Those are scary. I've been in an earthquake. That one's the one that freaked me out the most. I've been in a bunch of earthquakes. The one in Seattle on the 17th floor was the scariest, though. Uh, But, like, the thing with the hurricanes are they can predict those. Hurricanes, you can predict. You know, you got a three-day map, and it looks like it's going to come and knock out your fucking house. Get out of Dodge. Tornadoes are, are one of those things where they, they say the storms are going to be bad, but they don't know what the clouds look like, and if they're funnel clouds, they, they, they can't really predict that either. And they for sure can't predict earthquakes. So which one? I, I honestly, I don't know which one's the scariest. I, I would say tornadoes for me just because I had to grow up with them. Um, we should build a wall to get the tornadoes out. Trump was right about raking. Yes, yeah, he was. I'll just have Bubba sit on my lap. I won't fly away in a tornado then. No, no, no. Uh, look, watching Joe Biden speak is one of the hardest things to do now. Like, the, it, it, it's sad what they've done to this old man. You're always taught to respect your elders, and this guy is everyone's elder. I mean, I mean, come on. Nancy Pelosi would still fucking call him sir if he wasn't president because he's that old. I think Joe Biden's, I want to see Joe Biden's birth certificate. I want to see if it's etched in stone. Fucking Joe Biden is probably 432 years old. Yeah, I was in Seattle at the time of the uh, 17th floor incident. And we heard it, and I was like, what's going on? And, and all of a sudden I heard, oh, it's an earthquake. And then the building started swaying back and forth, and I did not like that. It, it, and I love this. Like, like look, look, if you're an, uh, an earthquake expert, then good for you. If you're with somebody who, who isn't, like a, 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 flat earth, a flatlander like me, See, this is why I love Texas so much, because it's so flat. Um, when, when the building's rocking back and forth, don't try to tell that person that's freaking out, oh, this is what it's supposed to do, because it feels like the building's fixing a break. That's what it feels like. I know it's built for that. It don't feel right to be. It feels like you're on one of them shitty, like, mall you know when the, when 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 the fair comes to town and they set up in the mall parking lot, and you kind of know that you shouldn't be riding them rides. 
Like when you when, when you go to the big big fairs, you're like, okay, they they'll have a little bit more insurance here. But when it's like in a you know a church parking lot or the mall parking lot, you know that's not really a good fair. You know something something somebody's gonna be skimping on something. That's what, and when you're riding those rides and it's all ratchety and shit, that's what it feels like being in the 17th floor of a building that's swaying back and forth. Would you rather watch Joe Biden briefings or watch a Jags Lions game? Man, which one is going to have more fucking blunders? That's a tough one. I'd probably watch the, the Joe Biden one. Look, it's amusing to watch, though. I, I said everybody should respect their elders. I don't respect this guy. This guy's a piece of shit. I respect the office of president. But this guy, oh, yeah, I, I would watch the, the Biden briefing. Just so I could yell at the TV, are you really that stupid? Because I already know the Zags-Lions game. I, I'm, I'm going to put fucking a bullet in my head if I had to watch that game. So there you go. Joe Biden being a big piece of shit that he is. And and by the way, if you're one of these people that says, oh, my God, I can't believe he's using. Yeah, of course, he's going to use this push his agenda. Do you know anything about the Millennium Tower in San Francisco? Its basement is crumbling and a bunch of celebrities live there. Can't wait to see what happens when the bay has a good sized earthquake. I did not know that. Wow. See, I think that we're we're about to hit some kind of precipice. That uh, remember that building in, in Miami that just fucking crumbled to the ground. It just dropped. I know that San Francisco weather isn't as hard as it is in Miami. Salt water and sand blowing on that building 24 hours a day for the last, what, 25 years? And I think it's a little bit stricter, the building codes in California. I don't know if we're in the precipice of seeing buildings just fall one after the other. I hope not. But it wouldn't surprise me. All right, your boy was at it again yesterday. Your boy was at it again yesterday, America. Dr. Anthony Fauci, that twat waffle. He has now come out and said that Americans will, quote, just have to deal with the prospect of getting more booster Shots. Arnie, you ever get snow in your area? Uh, yeah, we got some last year. Last year was a bad winter here in Texas, so it it was a. We got a lot of snow, and people down here don't know how to drive in the snow. Fauci made this statement yesterday morning and said the level of protection that the current coronavirus booster shots gives to individuals will have to be monitored closely over the next several months. 
quote, if it becomes necessary to get yet another booster, then we'll just have to deal with it when that occurs. Are you fucking kidding? Is, is that what this is now? One booster, two boosters, three boosters, four boosters? Those of us that have never got one are on your side if you decide not to get one. I, I well, This is the thing I don't understand. I don't get. So so let let let's go back in time, shall we? Let let's just go back in time just a little bit. That's about two years worth there. So I remember doing this show. I was living in California at the time. I remember sitting in my studio and I brought up this coronavirus thing. Okay? Remember, and, and people thought that the corona, you like if you drank corona, you'd get this. No, there were people that thought that. We started hearing about it over in, in China. Started hearing about it, and I'm thinking to myself, this is no big deal. And it was on the news every day, and we did it a few times. And then all of a sudden, in about March, that was January. So January, in fact, and, and I, I even came on the air one day and said, I will not report any more on the coronavirus because this is ridiculous. I said that in February. And I went a good week and a half of not mentioning it at all. And then the Elk Grove Unified School District decided to stop classes. And that's when the shit hit the fan. Schools started closing down. Everybody started talking about closing things down. Gavin Newsom said, look, we're going to do a statewide shutdown. We're going uh, to just flatten the curve. This is pre-mask even. And that lasted for about a week. And I remember I went out every day that week, did not get coronavirus. The next week is when the mask mandates went into place. After a very substantial deal was struck between a mask company and the state of California. Hmm, isn't that weird? Everybody started wearing masks. That was in March 2020. March of 2020. It's December 2021 now. We are only three months away from it being two full years. Something that was going to take two weeks. Flatten the curve, it'll only take two weeks. Well, so far, it's almost taken 104 weeks. There's 52 weeks in a year. It's been almost two years. That's a lot of weeks. Uh, let's see. Ogre says, from what I've read, researchers in South Africa have uh, initial data about Omicron. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, about what? You got to warn me when you put that word in there. Omicron. There we go. Uh, let's see. From what I've read, researchers in South Africa have initial data, uh, data about Omicron, showing it is easier to spread but much less lethal with hospitalizations re- reduced by almost two-thirds. Uh, 
It's been shown that Pfizer's vaccine, while effective against the initial and Delta variants, is only 20-something percent effective against Omicron, which is moot since, like I said, Omicron is far less lethal. Orbert, I think you can do that with most vaccines as just a record, or they could just been worst-case scenario prepared in case. Look at your vaccine card. There are spaces for booster shots. It's been planned the whole time. Yeah. Omicron. Look, th- th- this whole thing, I, I love this. I-, I saw a story over the weekend that in New York, right, let me, let me do this correctly. In New York City, New York City, they're requiring kids five and older to present their vaccination cards before they go into any public places or restaurants. Yep, yep, yep. Because because five-year-olds love carrying around paper. I, I'm not making that up, people. They want five-year-olds to show their proof of vaccination. Five-year-old going to whip out his ID, too? The ID says, I'm a hamburger. Once again, all you have to do to see how much of this is true or isn't true, and look, if you want to take it for truth, then you go right ahead. You want to get the vaccine? I got the vaccine. I have yet to get a booster. Don't really think I'm going to get one. Um, well, yeah, I read why it, IDs are racist, but the vaccine cards aren't. Remember that, everybody. The ID cards, your ID that, that you actually have to carry around with you, it's the law. Your ID cards are racist. But these new cards, the vaccination cards, totally acceptable. Totally acceptable. How funny is it going to be in 2022 when the elections happen that you have to show your vaccine card at polling places to go in and vote? How will that be? I mean, we can't, all we got to do is show our vaccine card and we can go in and vote. But no IDs. Just show me your vaccine card. Because that would be racist if we had them show their IDs. Oh, man. Welcome to the new normal brought to you by Pfizer. I don't remember where I saw the story, but I I saw it a few months ago, and we've talked about it. Uh, The largest gain in wealth, actually like the richest part, one of the richest parts of America, is an area that is literally miles away from the capital in Washington, in Virginia. And one of the largest gains of wealth last year was in that area. Could be because those people all have Moderna and Pfizer stocks. Maybe some Johnson & Johnson. Isn't it amazing how all that stuff works out? Hmm. 
vaccine cards that are a large majority of blacks are opposed to getting. That's not racist, but IDs that every person I know, regardless of color, has, that is racist. That's the whole point. It's so ridiculous. Dems won't care because they use mail-in ballots to commit voter fraud. <laughs> well, is, is there a chance for mail-in vaccine cards? Dr. Fauci is so bad. I, I, this is the funniest story that I saw of the weekend, though. Dr. Oz, you know, the TV schmuck, Dr. Oz, who's running for Senate next year. He has come out and says, Dr. Fauci should be held accountable. Suggest he should resign after misleading Americans on COVID. Hey, hey. Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz, you got my vote, Senator Oz, Senator Dr. Oz. Is that what we're going to have to call him? Senator Dr. Oz. He's suggesting that he should resign as Americans have lost faith and confidence in his service. Quick poll here on the Ass Family Show. Has anyone ever had faith or confidence in Tony Fauci? I, I, can't, I can't say that I ever did. If I did, I lost it the moment I saw him throw that ball at the Washington Nationals game for someone who claims to be a huge baseball fan. Huge baseball fans know how to throw a baseball. You fucking dork. Berenson just posted on uh, posted this on Substance, confirming what you're saying right now. Let's see. Let me open this on another page and see what this says. Be light at the end of COVID. Uh, let's see for this first. Uh huh. All right, here's seven questions you have to ask yourself. Uh, do you know, have any idea how many Americans are dying with from near COVID each day? The answer is still over 1,000 on average, but the daily death count, which was a national media-fueled obsession for a year, totally forgotten. What percentage of 5- to 11-year-olds have been COVID vaccinated more than a month after jabs for kids were approved? Barely 15%. Okay. When was the last time you heard anyone suggest mandating COVID vaccines for kids? Mm-hmm. They're talking about it, but not very much. How many different federal district courts have now ruled that Biden's vaccine mandates are unconstitutional? The answer to that is all. All federal courts have ruled it's unconstitutional for the president to mandate the jab. Uh, you know, it, the funny thing to me is they, they had this doctor on the TV this morning. I only watched a little local news because I, I just can't take it anymore. Hey, good morning, Sassy Pammy. 
they had the the doctor who's in charge of Corona Health and shit at Parkland Hospital here in Dallas. Parkland's where JFK was taken after he was shot. Um, the reporter actually asked this question, and I couldn't believe it. He actually asked the doctor about Omicron and how most people that are getting the Omicron variant have been fully vaccinated. Some have even had the booster shot. And he said to the doctor, can you explain this? And I thought to myself, wow, here's a moment of actual broadcast journalism. You asked a follow-up? Why are they getting it? Doctor says, well, they're still investigating, and and that's what they're going to do for a little while. There was no answer there. And then they went on to say, well, these are, you know, these aren't foolproof. These aren't foolproof. That's your best answer to why people are being infected with COVID after they've gotten the vaccine and the booster shot? Because it's time to move on to, if you believe in the vaccinations, to a stronger vaccine. Because this is what happens. And I hate to be the science guy here. But when, when, when a virus comes out and it attacks your body, if your body has the right antibodies for it, they will fight it. And then the virus goes away. Now, if your body isn't equipped with those yet, because let's say you've been using too much antibacterial soap and you'll have that bacteria in your body that will help fight against whatever this is, then lo and behold, it takes, it, it, it kicks in. Now, once you start supplementing it with all sorts of things like ivermectin, yes, I'm back on the ivermectin train because did you see last week or a week and a half ago Dana White, the president of the UFC, he was diagnosed with COVID. This is before Omicron. He called Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan told him the doctor to go to, went to the doctor. They did all sorts of things, which included a couple uses of ivermectin. And lo and behold, Dana White was back in the gym training Coronavirus-free, tested negative three days later. All you hear the media doing, and, and, and let's go back to high school. Let's go back to high school when we're kids. The media comes out and they make fun of Joe Rogan. They say he's putting, you know, dewormer in his body, and he's doing all this stupid stuff, right? And now... Dana White did the exact same thing. He, Dana White came out and said he did the exact same treatment that Joe Rogan did. And people are going to yell at him for doing so, and they're going to come down on him for doing so, and it's wrong because they want to live. Dana White said uh, after the treatments, after he got his first treatment, he had his smelling and taste back the next day. Hydroxychloroquine works too. That's the thing that Donald Trump talked about the first day when they came out with it. 
works too. That's why Africa had such a low rate. Um, if it's unconstitutional for the president to mandate vaccines, how can companies, venues, etc., require? Real easy. President can't force you to do anything to your body. He's mandating that you get these shots. Well, it's it's, and he's telling businesses how they can and can't operate. You can't do that. A business can. Let's say that a venue you wanted to go to, I don't know, a Dallas Stars game, they say you got to show the vaccination, uh, the, and you don't want to get vaccinated. Well, you don't have to go to the game. That's the way that they can look at it. Venues and things like that can look at it that way. Is that that's a privilege. You don't have a right to go to the hockey game. That's a privilege. And, and look, I stand up for companies that want to do this stuff. I think it's stupid. I do. I, I promise you this. I, I will fight for a company uh, to be able to pass whatever rules they want to pass. You can choose not to work there. And I know that's a very, very easy thing to say. And somebody who's down on their luck is like, well, it ain't that easy for me. I work there and I want, I want out. I want to get a new job. Well, then go get a new job. Keep the one you got. Go to a company that isn't going to require that. I'm going to go ahead and bet that most of those jobs are taken now. It's like a, it's like the Second Amendment. You have the right to own a gun. In a lot of states, you have the right to open carry gun. Well, not a lot of states, just a few. But let's say you got a gun, and you've got your permit, and you got all that kind of stuff. And you go to a movie theater that has a big sign on there that says, No guns. You can't walk in there with your gun. Because your rights are superseded by the owner's rights. Nobody's saying you're going to be arrested for the gun, but you can't take the gun into the movie theater with you because that place does not allow guns. Now, you can try to fight that in court as much as you want, but you're going to lose every single time. And I am pro-gun. I am very much so pro-gun. Saw some asshole this weekend on TikTok say, why hasn't the NRA been charged in any of these school shootings? Can, can, Can we just stop with the fucking stupidity in this world? Why hasn't the NRA been charged in school shootings? Why hasn't Anheuser-Busch been charged in all DUI accidents then? Hmm? I, I, I mean, this is ridiculous. The NRA did not go to those schools and shoot those kids. If that were the case, then I would say, yes, let's go after the NRA. But it wasn't them. It's so dumb. It, it, uh, the NRA, they cause the school shootings. Oh, really? So then McDonald's causes obesity. So we got to close down McDonald's. If we're going to get rid of BLM, we got to close down McDonald's. Um, you know, you got to close the roads down. 
because more people die on the roads than pretty much anywhere else, except that one place, home. So we're going to have to cut. You have to leave your homes as well. Look, I said it. I said it last, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, that Democrats have one of two ways that they can go into the 2022 Olymp- or Olympics uh, elections. They can either pull the reins back and try to work with America, and they might have a chance at winning, but they don't really have that great a chance of winning, or they could just double down on the shit and then know they're going to lose in 2024. I mean, there are people that are coming out right now and saying that Jesse Smollett is still a victim. How is Jesse Smollett still a victim? We've got the story coming up later. But how can you say that? See, this is the this is the 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 presidency of just say it. It happens. Just say it. Huh? This is the new math of politics. As long as you say it and you sound like you believe it, then it's fact. I mean, even though we have reams of evidence, because we remember what we learned. What did we learn on this show? We learned... That being smart and doing research in school and things like that is racist. No, I'm not kidding. We heard that. If you're in an argument with someone and you cite a a, a point of reference, you're a racist because you have time to go look at those sites and, and, and get clarification of your quotes. I I I'm not kidding. This is not me making shit up. This is all true. True that they're saying it. it's not true. In music terms, Fauci is Millie Vanilli. He's a fake-ass doctor pretending to help people. Under his watch in the National Institute of Health, we've had the highest mortality rate of children in any other country. Uh, let me just say this right now. Uh, as much as I, I do appreciate that, Lee Coop, I really do. Um, how about we don't we, we don't mess with Robin Fast? I mean, come on. It, it, this right here, I will never compare Dr. Anthony Fauci to this gold. Come on. Come on. Tell me. Tell me what it is. Right there, I I cannot put that to the same face as Dr. Anthony Fauci. No, no. You know what, Dr. Anthony Fauci, this is what Dr. Anthony Fauci is. I'm going to tell you this right now. Dr. Anthony Fauci is Ashley Simpson on Saturday Night Live. You want to use the the musical references? See, Robin Fab, they only got busted after they won their Grammys at a press conference. She did it on live TV where she got busted lip-syncing. Yeah, I, I, I can't put Dr. Fauci on that. No, no, he, he does not belong with 
those two creative young men <laughs> that duped an entire nation. Uh, let's see. How dare you soil the good name of Millie Vanilli with Fauci? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's see. Well, who else are we going to make fun of? Oh, how about Jen P. Sucky? Boy, oh, boy. Here's a gal. Jen P. Sucky. What a bitch she is. She suggested on Friday that it's okay for kids to eat their lunches outside in cold temperatures to maintain safety from the horrific coronavirus. So so if your kid is in school in, I don't know, North Dakota, and the kid's feeling a little bit worried about getting the COVID, just head on outside. You know where it's negative 604? To eat your lunch. What kind of dipshit is this bitch? Asked whether the White House wanted school children to get back to a more normal experience. She insisted schools are having children practice social distancing measures, mask up and eat their snacks and lunch in frigid outdoor temperatures to keep kids safe. Can't wait till a kid gets fucking frostbite. Here, here's the red snapper-headed bitch. One more question on schools. Uh, obviously, the White House wants schools to be open. They're encouraging schools to open. Yeah. Many schools are fully open. But inside schools, there are often uh, you know, very strict rules. Uh, for example, sometimes students are required to eat outside or eat distant from each other, not talk to each other while they're eating. Does the White House want to see those rules lifted as well to get back to a more normal school experience? Well, schools are taking steps, especially since we've only recently approved uh, through the CDC and FDA vaccines for 5 to 11-year-olds, they're not approved for kids younger than that, to keep their kids safe and keep students safe. I will tell you, I have a 3-year-old who goes to school, sits outside for oh. snacks and lunch, wears oh. a mask inside, and it's no big deal to him. I'm not saying that's the a case. A 3-year-old. You have a 3-year-old wearing a mask. And by the way, who in the right mind fucked her? Did she steal that three-year-old? Because ain't nobody taking the tuna boat to town, pound town with that thing. No. Ooh, Jen, get over here with your pasty, freckled skin. Mmm, I can't wait to smell your red snapper. Come on. I didn't even know that was in there. I didn't know she had kids. Hell, I didn't know she was even dating. She looks just like Peppermint Patty. I was just waiting for some other girl to come up to her with glasses on and call her sir. Oh, man, that's gross. Think of Jen Pasecki getting it on? Yuck. Boy, you know that guy was drunk. Fucking Christ, I don't know how he got it up. That, that right there, that, that's like 16 bottles of tequila in. That's starting to look good. <laughs> you remember, you know, all those sexual terms that we come up with? Everyone that has vomit in, included in it, those are the Jen Pisaki ones. She's married? Good God almighty. 
Charlie Brown had sex with her. Three-year-olds don't go to school. She lies. Oh, I know. Uh, she's got it probably in some kind of daycare because she's so busy lying to the American public every day. Uh, she stole it from the sperm bank. They're most likely not willing to have her genetic makeup passed on. Amen. Well, you know what? Hold on. <laughs> because I'm so mean. Jen Pasaki husband. Gregory Matcher. Oh, I want to see an O. Oh, man. Is this kid a teen? Is he a teenager? I mean, oh, God. E gads. Here you go. Here you go. You look at this guy. Oh. Man, he looks like kind of like a, I would say almost a fat, fatter version of Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. But he's the, he's the the scheming Kenevan guy that, that that gets caught. That's what I see with him. He tries to be cool and everything. And he ain't. Oh man, I feel bad for that guy. They didn't show his hands or anything, did they? Where his fingers might have fucking burned off. Oh, is that? Oh, there we go. There, there they all are with the pre. Oh, Jesus. There you go. Here's another picture. This time, uh, it's the whole family, the kid and all, and they're taking a picture with Dr. Jill and, and Joe. That kid's looking at Joe like I'm already fucking smarter than you are. She definitely pegs his ass. Oh, man. He got the jab in his face. Where, where'd he get it done? In the face! In the face! Jen no! Pasaki, what a fucking... What, what, what a bag of retard she is. Homeboy has a baby face, needs to grow a beard stat. He probably can't. And by the way, you know she runs that house. She goose steps in, puts on her finest fucking leathers. Oh, you know that she whips the shit out of him. That's an S&M house. She's got them big old Doc Martin fucking, like, boots. The, the Doc Martin uh, combat boots. She kicks him in the nuts. He enjoys it. Thank you, ma'am. Can I have another? Oh, she puts out lit cigarettes on the side by his hip. Oh, that's a weird couple right there. Man, oh, man. That's a freaky couple. I shouldn't say it's a freaky couple because he's the one that gets the, the pain. And I'm betting that's what she did. She milked him. She stuck her whole hand in his ass, found his prostate, milked that prostate, shut it into a vial, put it in her, had a baby. You know who I feel bad for? I'll tell you this, it's Jen Pasecki's fucking gynecologist. Oof. 
Remember when we were kids, fellas, guys, you remember when we were a lot younger and we were like, yeah, we're going to become gynecologists. We're going to look at pool all day. Oh, man. I never, I, I think I said that to somebody and I had this moment happen. When that person said, well, you know, ugly women go to the fucking gynecologist too. I'm like, oh, fuck. Not everything is the movie Dr. T and the Women with Richard Gere and all the hot chicks that he was looking at. Nope. You're, you got to get young ones in there, old ones, fat ones, skinny ones. Ones whose hoo-hahs have been blown out. I mean, that job has a, a great deal of disappointment that I would imagine goes along with it. You get some vixen who walks into your office. You're like, yeah, I can see that pussy today. And she walks in, and it, it looks like fucking 15 years worth of bad roast beef. And you're like, come on. You got to take care of yourself, fun. Them meat curtains are hanging down like she's fucking a porn star or something. Good God. Is it vile? He doesn't look uh, like he could fill her in a high dropper. Man, Jen Pasaki having a kid. Ugh, gross. Yeah, but kids, you go ahead and go eat outside. You try to live up to the how great my three-year-old is that I've been talking about here. Where my three-year-old is in, uh, she's studying the the works of Plato and Aristotle right now. Really, your three-year-old's in school. Okay. Um. Oh, th- this is what I want to do for sure. Um, remember a couple weeks ago how AOC came out. And even now, once again, they're just saying things. They just say it, and it's got to be true. AOC said the smashing grabs and the smashing robs that were happening, that's not really, it it didn't, in her word, was pan out. Even though we've seen it. We've seen videos of it. It's not just the CVS stores. And then last week, we talked about how uh, Gavin Newsom is saying, well, the crime rate's higher in Texas. Never showed me any stats. Okay, all right. So the the crime rate is it is it raising at a higher level from like one to two percent? That'd be a hundred percent jump. But of course, nobody said anything to him about it. Well, how about now? Armed Chicago robbers steal eight watches worth millions from a Lamborghini car showroom despite having a heightened cop presence. So, once again, it's happened. An upscale place, like, I don't know, the Lamborghini floor, has watches stolen. Eight watches that cost a million dollars. Those watches, eight watches, $125,000 each. That's a fancy fucking watch. 
There was a watch sold this weekend at some watch auction up in New York City. New York City! Uh, the Pataki one, it, I, I don't know, I can't. It, it was sold for $6.5 million. And there ain't no bling on it. Just got a Tiffany blue face. and I, I'm like, how much? Of course, crime rates higher in Texas. 90% of crime in California isn't considered a crime to Newsom. This guy is such an idiot, but we'll get to him here in a second. Um, so once again, a high-end boutique is hit, and nobody says anything. Have we not seen the crime rate skyrocket in the last month? I, I, I mean, honestly, let, let's take a look at the first 11 months of our president, shall we? Um, his son's a total shit show. Nobody's ever looked into it. Um, his approval rating is in the gutter. Gas prices are through the roof. Crime rates, not only smashing grabs, but crime rates have risen so much. They, they've said New York is at a level now that it was at in the 70s. When they were playing porno flicks right there in Times Square. There was a porno movie theater there. But no, no, we have to battle coronavirus and the 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 uh, the environment. That's what we have to pay attention to. Fuck the crime. Crime will go away on itself. No, crime won't go away on itself. It needs to be boosted. Maybe not to the level that Joe Biden did in 1996 where he threw pretty much every black man in jail for being black. But when you have prominent people in the political world like AOC and claim that these smash and grabs don't happen or you have Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, saying, oh, no, this stuff's not happening, it happens. It happens, and it is happening. So now what are you going to do, brother? Well, I'll tell you what Gavin Newsom's going to do. At least he's going to try it, even though it's completely unconstitutional. Newsom's new gun ban won't work. Gavin Newsom announced that he would model a gun control measure in California after Texas abortion ban. Quote, if the law is crafted as Newsom suggests, this won't work legally. Nevertheless, there will be much cooing on cable programs about this. Supreme Court said Texas left uh, uh, on Friday said Texas six-week abortion ban in place but said an abortion providers have the right to challenge the law in federal court. Texas law allows private citizens to enforce the ban by allowing them to sue anyone who helps a woman get an abortion after a fetal heartbeat is dis- detected. Now, that would only be meaning in Texas. Like, if a girl got knocked up, at least I think it is, and didn't want to have her baby, and they drove to Louisiana, 
where I think the abortion, uh, the number there is uh, at like seven or eight years old. You can get one. I'm kidding. I don't think you can be charged. But if you're in the state of Texas and you break the rules, you may be charged. Now, let me just say once again, because we're on a subject that I fucking truly hate. And now you're putting guns in there. How about this? How about we just let people live their lives? I know that's very libertarian of me, but if they break the law, then we get to arrest them. I shouldn't say it that way. If police catch them breaking a law, then they should be arrested. Because there's a lot of things that people do that are illegal that they don't get arrested for because they didn't get caught. It's still illegal, but is it? Because you didn't get caught. I hate this bill. I, I, I hate everything that has to do with abortion. And we can sit and we can have the conversation about, you know, is it if the boy wants to opt out, can he? And the answer is always going to be no. And it should always be no. Well, well Arnie, that means the girl can decide if she wants to have a baby or not, and, and the guy doesn't matter. Well... Welcome to how the courts will rule it then. And that is exactly how the courts will rule it. You know, you see Whoopi Goldberg come out and talk all her nonsense bullshit. Uh, any of those Supreme Court justices have eggs? Uh, how dare they talk about a woman's vagina? But Whoopi, if we didn't talk about it, then how are we going to come to a decision? Or are we under just the guise of just let him do it? So because we don't understand it, we're just going to let him do it. So drugs in. We're just going to let him do it because we don't understand why they need drugs. Oh, okay, that's great. Good, good, good. I, I love the way the laws are, are working in this country. By the way, the gun law will not pass through in California. They'll try it, and they're going to piss a lot of people off. But don't worry about it. It ain't. It's horseshit. Now, before I tell you the last story, I have to tell you the jokes of the day because the last story is tough today. Uh, one's an oldie but a goodie. How do you get nun pregnant, you fucker? Okay. The other one today I told was, what's black has teeth marks and isn't needed anymore? Philip C. Hoffman's belt. Wow. Wow is that dark. Whoa. Yikes. I I didn't know it was going to get that dark in here. Yikes. But see, I had to tell that joke. I had to tell the heroin addiction joke and the having sex with a... A nun joke here. Next story is the worst story I think I've seen in a long, long time. I 
I don't really want to do it either. A three-month-old puppy that belonged to a Kansas police officer was not only shot, but beheaded. by a group that targeted him and the dog because he was involved in law enforcement. The officer with the Parsons Police Department was off duty when she reported that her German Shepherd puppy named Ranger had been killed. She says, I can't even describe my feelings or disdain for the people responsible. I'm an avid dog lover, as I've made it clear to the community over the last year over the years that I've been here. I have two rescue dogs, one that I adopted from our local shelter. The level of cowardice that would lead someone to kill a puppy named Ranger is astonishing. The puppy was let into a fence backyard around 7, found it to 7 a.m., found it 2 p.m. Ranger was stolen from the backyard by suspects and taken to another location where they did the despicable deed. They brought the dog's body and its head back to its yard and just put it back in the yard. Now, personally, this is what I would like to see happen if this dog is training to be another police dog. Uh... I would like to see the death penalty on this because this was an officer of the law. Whoever did this is a cop killer. But you know what? You're not going to be held up in prison for being a cop killer. The inmates will still beat you. They'll still rape you. They'll still sell you for cigarettes because you killed a fucking dog. It is time to get John Wick on them motherfuckers. How do you behead a dog? I mean, come on. Oh, I found a dog that I want. Bubba's health is starting to decline already. It's very sad. Um, the American Molossus. Now, they look like they're, they're a Mastiff, right? The American Molossus. They showed a puppy at 10 months old that weighed 185 pounds. Holy shit. These dogs are huge. Want to get me one of them? Uh, let's see. Um, no word on, on who did this horrible thing. There's a $1,000 reward for information. Now it's up to $4,000. Time to get John Wick on these motherfuckers. Yep. All right. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com is where you could write the show. And, uh, yeah. I just got a weird email. Okay. 185 pounds. That's not a dog. It's a pony. Oh, dude, you got to look up the molasses. How do you spell it? Molasses dog? Molasses? Hold on. Let's see. Um... M-O-L-O-S-S-U-S. Holy shit, these dogs are huge. The fucking head, their heads are the size of a bear's head. Oh, that's awesome. All right.
775-357-FANS, ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Well, it was all that I could do to keep from crying. Sometimes it seems so useless to remain. But you don't have to call me darling, darling. You never. Wailing Jennings And you don't have to call me Charlie Price And you don't have to call me Merle Haggard anymore because he hadn't said anything at all about mama or trains or trucks or prisons or getting drunk. Well, he sat down and wrote another verse to the song and he sent it to me and right, after reading it, I realized that my friend had written the perfect country and western song and I felt obliged to include it on this album. Last verse goes like this here. Well, I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison. 
Must end. Call it a night. The part is over, and tomorrow starts the same old thing again. What a crazy, crazy party! Never seen so many people laughing, dancing. Look at you, you're having fun. But look at me, I'm almost crying. But that don't keep her love from dying. Misery, cause for me the part is over. Turn out the lights, the part is over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The part is over, and tomorrow starts the same old thing again. Once I had a love undying, I didn't keep it, wasn't trying. Life for me was just one party and then another. I broke her heart so many times. Had to have my party wine. Then one day she said, "Sweetheart, the party's over. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night." Same old thing again, and tomorrow starts the same old thing again. ArnieRadio.com. This is the Arnie State Show, also known as S. Call 775-357-F A N S or 775-376-E Z E Z. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Da 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 da. Travis Tritt did 
did you never call me by my name on Saturday night as a tribute to Waylon? Huh? As a tribute to Waylon? That's David Allen Coe. It, 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 was Travis Trent recently kicked in the head by a mule or something? That ain't a Waylon song. That's David Allen Coe. I mean, you want to do a Waylon song? There's plenty of Waylon songs to do if you're going to do a tribute to Waylon. I mean, I, I got a few here. Let's see. Let, I would do uh, maybe this one. Low down, leaving some. I believe so. He Don't put on a black hat and sang it like Waylon and Willie. Well, then I would have done this one. I would either done, if I'm going to do one like Waylon and Willie, I'm going to do a Waylon and Willie song. A long time forgotten. A long time forgotten. Dreams have just fell by the way. Even, yeah, or he could have done this one. This is the ultimate Willie and Waylon song. Cowboys ain't easy to love and they're harder to hold. They'd rather give you a song than diamonds or gold. Sing it, Willie! Lost our belt buckles and old faded Levi's. Each night begins a new day. If you don't understand him, he don't die young. You'll probably just ride away. Mamas, don't let you ba- now that would be the Will and Willie Willy song I do. That's just me. That's just me. Oh, okay. He, 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 they sang that one. Okay. Yeah, that one's David Allen Coe. That talks about Mama getting killed by a train running over. Mamas don't let your babies. That, that's just an all-time classic. That is the ultimate. Uh-oh. Just got a new email from Billy Bob's. New show's announced. Tracy Bird. Nope. The Cleverleys. Nope. Justin Moore. Hell no. Dylan Wheeler. Nope. The Toadies. Nope. Tracy Lawrence. Nope. All right. Swing and a miss there, Billy Bob's. I haven't been to a show. Oh, what's that? Oh, hey now. Oh, oh hey. Ho, oh, oh, ho, ha, ha. I have my latest request out for a... My latest request out for a Christmas present is I'd like a, a, a fur coat. It can be fake. But I remember seeing this thing on TV a, a couple weeks ago. or on It was on uh, TikTok. It was something famous that Dusty Rose, the American Dream, did. He and Magnum T.A. had matching fur coats. They look cool as shit. So, yeah, I'd like a fur coat for Christmas. It can be faux fur. I, I, don't, I don't need real fur. He held in one nostril to sound like Willie. Then he was definitely doing it right. Uh, all right. Now, now that we've got that all figured out. Um, what's it? Let, let's go and visit the trial of the century, shall we? This trial that I don't think we're going to get the truth out of. J. 
Jizzlene, 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 I'm begging you, please don't take that. Poncho and Lefty is Willie and Merle Haggard. Girl. Jizzlene, 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 please don't take her to that awful man. Your money is beyond compare with fancy cars and clothes to wear with dollar bills and stacks and stacks of green. Your smile is so frightening, your cooch is nothing I have seen. I would never serve you to enemy. Just lean. The Ghislaine Maxwell case goes into its either 11th or 12th day today with the prosecution uh, resting after calling 20 witnesses. 20! 20 witnesses! That's not good. The British socialites trial originally projected the last six weeks might wrap up as early as late December. Jurors heard from a fourth accuser on Friday, Annie Farmer, who didn't use an alias. She just said her name. She said she was invited to spend a weekend at the Epstein Sprawling Ranch in New Mexico. During the trip, she said Ghislaine bought her a pair of black cowboy boots and taught her how to give Epstein a foot massage. Because that's what you do to a 14-year-old girl. You teach them how to give a grown man foot massages in New Mexico, of course. Then a couple days later, the uh, witness goes on to say, she pulled the sheet down and exposed my breast and started rubbing on my chest. The next morning, Epstein allegedly crawled into the victim's bed to cuddle with her, prompting her to flee to the bathroom. During cross-examination, defense lawyer, fucking piece of shit, (laughs) grilled Ms. Farmer on the inconsistencies between her courtroom testimony and an interview she gave to a newspaper in 2019. She told jurors that she was naked during Maxwell's massage when she allegedly told the newspaper she had some clothing on during the rubdown. Oh, because that makes a huge difference. A 14-year-old girl who's naked rubbing feet is a lot worse, I guess, than just a 14-year-old who's got a towel on rubbing feet. If you're a grown-ass man and you got a 14-year-old girl rubbing your feet and it ain't your daughter, even though that would be wrong too probably because they're feet, or you ain't in some kind of weird-ass fucking pedicure-type place where they got little 14-year-old kids running around there, It's wrong. I can't just start naming names. Come on. I want some names now, people. But I I don't think we're going to get it. I I think this is going to be the one of the biggest ever. I mean, we put so much work and effort into this, and we're not going to find out anything. 
bums me out. I was ready to cancel a bunch of people. Crap. Let's go back to the juicy mullet, the juicy mullet story. Dude, so many people are clowning this guy now. It is so funny. It is so funny. Tracy Morgan was on Jimmy Kilma, or Jimmy Fallon, and he said he just got hired by Empire, and they paid him like $130,000 just to not start a fake hate crime. The city of Chicago says it will follow through on a lawsuit against Jesse Smollett. Looking to get $130,000 to cover an overtime tab racked up by dozens of officers. I guess he's going to get sentenced. When does he get sentenced? Does anybody know when he gets sentenced? Uh, let's see. Keep going in here. City of Chicago against Juicy. He's Nigerian. And by the way, by the way, hey, let, 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 let's all learn from this real quick. The funniest thing I heard said this weekend was Jesse, or Juicy, hired two black actors to play white roles. Something that's never been heard of before. <laughs> uh, but whatever you do, don't pay with a check. Come on, Juicy, you paid with a check. And it wasn't much either. It was only like four grand or whatever to beat you up. Won't he get deported? Is he getting deported? Who? Juicy's not from here? Um, they claim a defamation suit against lawyers Mark Garagos and Tina Gunning. And they're maliciously portrayed as liars in the public. Who, who's getting deported? <sighs> Brothers were arrested following Smoltz's purported attack, but never charged. Oh, is he Canadian? Okay, if he's Canadian, yeah, boot his ass back. I hadn't seen that yet, but hey, I, I'm all for it. He, they should boot his ass back after he does jail time here even though he's going to be really popular in jail. I wonder if the Screen Actors Guild approved the Nigerian brother's role in this. And more importantly, are they membership dues in good standing or arrears? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, honestly, like, hey, so he's looking at possibly three years in prison for this. That, that's the maximum sentence. And it's so funny now to watch the liberal left come out after we found out it was all a hoax. Those idiots over at The View, I don't even know why I keep referencing that. I, I don't know how that show's still on. They come out and they talk about how sad they are for Jesse and all this kind of shit. And Joy Behar, there is one person to blame for this whole whole thing happening. Do you know who she blamed? She blamed Twitter. 
because all these people are coming out, and they asked Jen Psaki about this, and she gave a bullshit answer. But the president and the, the, the vice president both tweeted out how this is such a terrible thing, how justice should be prevailed, and this is a modern-day lynching. They said modern-day lynching. That was, I believe, her response. He called this a hate crime beyond hate crime, something like that, right? Jim Psaki's first response was they asked if, if the president should stop tweeting these things. and the, Well, I believe, that, this is what she said, I believe that the former president, the last president, he said that this was something that was awful. Okay, when you hear a story about a black man being assaulted in public, yeah, you can say it's awful. But until you get the facts, you can't call it a modern-day lynching. You can't talk about how racism is involved if you don't have all of the story. How many times will Joe Biden comment on fucking trials that are happening? He called Kyle Rittenhouse a murderer. or Didn't he call him like a, a, a racist Some kind of racist murderer? And by the way, I thought that all presidents on Twitter were bad. Is that just the orange man who's been banned from Twitter? And Joy Behar, she came out and defended the president and vice president by blaming it on Twitter. Blame it on Twitter. Are you fucking serious? Like when they went to break and she goes back to her dressing room, if I was the director, I'd walk back there and go, did you seriously just blame their blockheadedness on Twitter? That this is Twitter's fault? And she said, this is Twitter's fault. Oh, Beth Dutton on The View would be fucking phenomenal. Those women would not be able to come back from it. Special Chaos says, blame Twitter because nobody fucking accepts fault for when you fuck up. (laughs) Just originally asked Alec Baldwin to help, but Alec said he was going to take a shot at something else. He'll get three weeks. I hope he gets more than that, but yeah, I think you're probably right. I'm curious if Bubba Wallace has Nigerian fans who know how to tie noose-looking rope knots. (laughs) That was another one. You remember how this country reacted? Bubba Wallace is a NASCAR driver. He said when he... And this is the part that that just blows my mind. He drove into his garage at a racetrack, and he said someone had put a noose in there. And it turned out to be just one of those ropes that's tied on the garage door so you can yank it down. It was not a noose at all. Now, see, this became such a big story. But here's my problem. I'm just going to go ahead and be truthful with y'all. How come nobody came out and said it wasn't a noose? Because I imagine where it happened, there are a lot of people that know exactly how to tie a noose. And that was not even a noose. I, how come some good old boy down in Atlanta didn't go, well, that ain't a noose. That, this is a crocodile Dundee moment. That's not a knife. This is a knife. 
But the FBI showed up. The Federal Bureau of Investigation showed up because there might be a piece of rope in the garage area. Think about that. The FBI showed up to a non-crime scene. Even, look, look, if there would have been a noose in there, is that a crime? I'm just asking. I, I, I want to ask. Is that a crime? That you found a noose tied on your garage door. Is that a crime? In, in this big public workplace. Like, I'm not talking about somebody came in and broke into your house because that would be breaking in. That would be a crime. It's not spray painted. That would be that would be uh, graffiti. Defacing, you know, property. That's a crime. A rope. A simple rope. And the FBI investigated. Interesting, isn't it? If you think about it, 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 it's one of those things you go, wait a second. Why was the FBI there? Because there were no, like, letters of hate. Nobody said, hey, Bubba Wallace, this is a white man's sport. Get out. Nobody, nobody said anything like that. It was a rope that was in the garage area. So am I to assume that ropes in garage areas are a crime? Uh, best case, it could be considered a workplace harassment, at least in the case of the NASCAR issue. No, I mean, I, I was looking. I was looking. Thank you, Kale, because that's the closest thing to a crime that we can find. Because there's no crime that took place. Isn't it funny how the leaders of certain groups, like Black Lives Matter, come out and say that, the black man in general gets no justice at all. Um, it seems that Jussie Smollett had investigation after investigation done. And Bubba Wallace, who had a piece of rope in his garage, had the FBI there within about four hours. But they can't get any kind of police help. Huh. Well, we should defund them, I guess. Because that, that, that sounds shoddy to me that the FBI, who's in charge of major crimes, show up for the, the existence of a rope. I don't know about you, but it's getting to be just more laughable than anything else. I can't say that I hate it anymore. I can't say that I, I do not know the reason for it. I just find it to be more funny now. I think it's hilarious. It, it, the stupidity of it all. It's hilarious to me. I read a story this morning that I wasn't going to do on the show, but I'll do it now. I guess Kim Kardashian finally passed the baby bar which was like her either third or fourth time taking it. From everything that I'm told, you're only allowed to take it twice. 
Now, she claimed that she had COVID one of those times when she took it. I just kind of go, hmm. And I'm about to warn you guys of something. Um, and you heard it here first. Today being, what is today? The 13th of December in our year of the Lord 2021. Within the next three years, Kim Kardashian will win a Nobel Prize. For all this work that she's quote-unquote doing to free prisoners. I want to let, let this sink in. She's passed the baby bar, which means that she's going to be trying for the bar soon enough. And if she becomes a lawyer and frees more people, you don't think they're going to hand her the Nobel Prize for that? Now, this is the truly fucking stupid part of it all. She's going to get a Nobel Prize. Yet the bad orange man actually dictated peace in the Middle East. And he was barely a nominee. That's how fucked up our world is. Because she's gotten a few people out of jail. I haven't heard a whole lot about prison reform. I just know that she gets people out. Mark my words. And I know it's sick to think about. It's sick to talk about to think that that she's going to get a note. By the way, 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 way to dumb down the Nobel Prizes now. She's going to win one, though. Mark my words. Oh, I know. It, it, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. By the way, it's something we didn't get to in the last break, and it's my fault. Um, oh, San Francisco citizens are starting to have enough. In a city where it's, it's legal to use drugs openly and discard your needles right there in the streets, it's also legal to just drop trow and shit wherever you want in San Francisco in the streets. Home break-in surges have happened, along with brazen shoplifting, which has some of the liberal residents feeling that the city is in decline. What, well, the city's been in decline for years. You're finally saying enough is enough because they're breaking into your homes? A shopkeeper in San Francisco who had to clear away used needles and other drug paraphernalia outside her bar she manages says they've had too many encounters with armed people in crisis. This gal's had enough, and she's even from Seattle. And she's like, enough is enough. She goes on to say, it was a goal to live here, but now that I'm here, I'm like, when do I get to move away? That's awesome. God damn, Louis Vuitton's so fancy in San Francisco that they even painted the plywood that they covered their broken windows up black. How do you get black plywood? 
I've said it before. We need to purge people like her and people who believe she's worth a Nobel Peace Prize. Hey, just telling you, it's going to happen. There are a lot of people that think that already of her. I love this. A professional, a retired professional chess player from Boston who moved to San Francisco in 2005 said, quote, there's a widespread sense that things are on the wrong track in San Francisco. Well, fucking A, detective, you figured that one out, didn't you? (laughs) Things are on the wrong track? You're not even using the right mode of transportation. That's how fucked up things are in San Francisco. San Francisco will vote in June whether to recall DA Chelsea Bodine, a former public defender elected in 2019, whose critics say she's too lenient on crime. By the way, by the way, I'm just going to let you know something just real fast. Just, just uh, it, not, nothing to see here. Um, yeah, they aren't going to recall her. They, they, they aren't. It, it, it's, it's not going to happen. They're not going to recall her, just like Gavin Newsom didn't get recalled, even though we all thought there was a chance of it. I haven't thought there was a chance of it for a while, but they didn't. And now the state of California is dealing with that. San Francisco is going to go further and further south. And I don't mean because the the waters are rising or anything like that. It's going to go further and further south because the residents have allowed it to become a pit rather than saying something because saying something might be construed as too mean. You want to talk about a city that I want to go into with a bullhorn and say fuck your feelings to? More than San Francisco, one does not exist. That is the city of feelings. Well, well, those poor homeless people, they don't have any place to poop. So just let them do it on the street. No, 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 I'm not going to allow that. I'm not going to allow the, the streets of which was once a very beautiful city to be inhabited by drug users shooting up right there on the streets and then going a few feet away and taking a dump. That sounds like a third world country. This makes me mad because this is America. We don't shit on the streets of America. We don't. San Francisco well is being named West Oakland. I mean, the whole Bay Area is just, like I said, it used to be such a beautiful place. From what I'm told. I'll be honest with you, I've never been a big fan. Mainly because I hate the 49ers, so I hate the city. And I've been to the city a few times, a, a lot of times. Seen some great shows. I think the best part of San Francisco is going to the Fillmore Theater. That, to me, is the best. Saw a cult there, Matchbox 20, Metallica, Foo Fighters. I've seen some great shows there. 
Fillmore's an awesome place to go. But my my usual mo was go to the show, get the fuck out of the city. Can't stand it. <laughs> Even Biden agrees. She, streets aren't for shitting. Pants are. Snackar says, "Come on, Arnie. Even in India, <laughs> India they sit in the rivers in, in streams, not on the streets, right?" Hey, man, he's up. We're in Santa Clara right now, LOL. Yeah, that's Santa Clara. That's not San Francisco. Dump. (laughs) If your goal in life was to live in San Francisco, you're just the worst kind of person. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I haven't done it yet today. I haven't done my uh, worst Christmas gift. I might as well get to that. Take a little break here in the entertainment. Um all right, one of my, oh, I hated it. My dad would do this to me every year, and told, I told him to stop. He would always send me, and it, one of these things that he would send me, I never liked, I am not the world's biggest popcorn fan. I, 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 I'm just not a huge popcorn fan. Corn Pop was a bad dude. No, I'm not talking about Corn Pop, Joe. I'm talking about popcorn. A special thanks to tonight's host, LL Cool J. He looks like he can still play. And I'm not talking about instruments. I'm talking about football or something. Anyway, I tell you what. So my dad would always send me a big tin. The family-sized tin of popcorn. He did that for like three years. And I don't know how I don't know how talented my dad was at this, but he always found me the one that didn't have caramel corn. It had like buttered popcorn, the cheese popcorn, and then some random like meat popcorn or something. I never got the caramel corn. So I told him stop sending me that and stop sending me the whatever it is. Is it Pepperidge Farms? or wherever the fuck it is, where you get them giant boxes of fucking summer sausage and salami and nasty-ass cheese, he'd send me the family size box. I'm like, I'm not going to eat but about one thing in here, and you're sending me the whole fucking box? I told him, Dad, Dad, don't waste your money on that. Give me something that I might like. And he would always get that for me. And do you know why he got it for me? Because he knew how much I hated it. It used to make his year when I would have to call him and thank him for the summer sausage. Oh, he'd get a big kick out of that. Hickory Farms. Thank you, Scott. That's what it was. He used Hickory Farms one year, and then he went to, like, the, the understudy of it. Like, the, the, like almost the store brand level. Oh, I hated that shit. Now, my dad did give good gifts, too. But for the most part, he liked to fuck around with his gifts. So, uh, I I have later, like, it, it is, oh shit, I'll, you know what, since I'm talking about dad here, I'll go ahead and do it now. Um... So one year, I was sitting there, 
and doorbell rang. It was the mail people, UPS, dropping off a package, and it was a Christmas package. And I saw that it was from Reno. So I go to open it up. Open it up, and there's no card in there. There's no nothing. And the funniest thing was that Dad, I think, was out of town. And he never had a cell phone. My dad was too old for a cell phone. He hated cell phones. And I couldn't get a hold of him for like four days. And as I open this box up, now, to this day, it's still one of my biggest prized possessions. But at the time, I was like, what the fuck is this? So I open it up, and there is a picture of my dad. It's a blue background and blue foreground that he's got his arms up on. He's wearing a bright yellow sweater, blue polo shirt, collar coming out, and he's smiling at the camera. He went and got his picture taken. And and when I opened this gift up, I was like, what the fuck is this? And back then, I was still on kind of talking terms with the sister. And I called her. I was like, did you get Dad's gift yet? And she she had not gotten it. I was like, well, call me when you get it. She got it like a day later, and we were just laughing our asses off at this, is that he went down to Sears and got a photo taken of himself to send out to all his kids and grandkids. When he got back four days later, I go, hey, I got a bone to pick with you. I had never heard my dad laugh like that before. He goes, ha, did you get it? And I was like, you're talking about your Christmas present. Oh, goddamn, that's great, isn't it? He was so proud of that. He was so proud that he made an appointment at Sears to get his picture done and send that. And he goes, yeah, that's your Christmas present. I go, I'm not getting anything else. He goes, nope, that's it. Now he gave me like a $100 bill on Christmas Day when we went to go see him and everything like that. But he go, that was it. I got no Pepperidge Farms that year. I got no popcorn that year. I got a picture of Dad that year. And that was it. Oh, man. I will never, ever, and and that picture proudly hangs up in my studio. I look at it every morning when I do the show. It makes me sad because he's not here, but then I think about the, the, the reason behind that photo, and I laugh. That right there is, is, is such a cherished possession of mine. The frame's all fucked up. He sent me a fucked up. He sent it to me in a fucked up frame, and I've kept the same frame. He framed it. It's so bad. It's such a bad frame job. It's not like he went down to the frame shop and got him done. He had a frame. He stuck the picture in it because it fit. Oh, Straight Fire says, Arnie's dad's story is one of the best parts of ass for me. Your dad was a a comical genius. He was. B. Coop says, one year my grandpa got headshots done with SAG and gave us all autographed photos. Nice. Jerry probably tried to fix the frame like the DVD player. You know, let's just talk about that one real quick because that was at Christmas time. 
such one of my all-time favorite dad stories is I'm sitting there, right? I, I was asleep. I was in the guest room of his trailer. My dad was fancy. He had a trailer that had a guest room in it. And I, I'm sleeping, right? And all of a sudden, I hear a pounding. I keep hearing this pounding. Pound, 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 pound. And whenever my dad does any sort of work, I, 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 I either A, want to be there to supervise everything, or B, I want to be miles away because something's about to blow up. Now, my dad is not very tech savvy. This is a true story, and I'm going to tell you this right here, right now. I sent my dad one year after this. I, I, I'll get to that. We'll get to that. So I hear this pounding going off. And I wake up, and I go out in the living room, and all the lights are on and everything, and there's Dad. Glasses are pulled down to his nose to where he can see. And I notice that the front of the VCR is off. VCR has been unplugged from the TV. You can see the wires up front. And the, the front part of the, the VCR, by the way, kids, VCRs are video cassette recorders. We used to have those before everything streamed, before you could download anything. These were just gigantic cassette players. Well, my dad got a video stuck in the VCR. And I was like, oh, boy. So it, he, he, instead of taking it all apart because he knows he would have never gotten it back together, he unhooked it and grabbed a rubber mallet and was pounding the back of it along with jamming a butter knife in there to try to loosen it up. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, yeah, I, I, Christ's sake, I got a goddamn tape in there. And I think it was a religious tape, which made the goddamn even funnier. Ah, I got a goddamn Oral Roberts tape in there that got stuck. Jesus. And I go, what? Are you trying to break it to get the tape out? Oh, no, this isn't going to break it. I I go, Dad, Dad, the face is off. There are wires out now. You have extra pieces. Oh, it'll be fine. I said, Dad, let me take you to go get a new new uh, VCR. Oh, God, no, that's too expensive, Arn. I can't ask that of you. I said, Dad, it, it, let me do that for you. It'll be my Christmas present to you. One of my Christmas. No, it, Arnie, they're too expensive. I go, Dad, it's like 30 bucks. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. They're not $30. I was like, yeah, they, they are. So sure enough, he got done. Got the tape out, but the VCR is completely destroyed. We get to, and we went to Circuit City. Made sure I went to one of the more pricier places to go to. We went to Circuit City when it was still around in Reno. By the way, Circuit City Kids is like Best Buy, but a long time ago. We walk in there. We're looking around. We go back to the DVD players. And they had a combo one. They had a DVD player and a VCR where you could record that way. He didn't want that because he wasn't in the Blu-rays yet. And uh, 
I go, I go, here's one for you. He go, I go, you just want a regular forehead, you know, VCR. Yeah, yeah, just get me the regular one, the one that matches the one I have. So I find it, and it's $33. I go, okay, Dad, we're going to get this one. I told you they weren't $30. I go, fuck you, it's 33 And it was literally $33. I got that for him, installed it, boom, he was good to go. Brand new VCR. Um, It was about three or four months later that some promotional thing came down. And I already had a Blu-ray player. I had a very good Blu-ray player. And this promotional thing came down, and they gave the people at the radio station Blu-ray players. So I took my Blu-ray player, and this is over the springtime once, and I took it to Dad because I knew he didn't have one. And I didn't want to get him a regular fucking DVD player because I knew Blu-ray was coming out. That's your favorite part of the story. It wasn't exactly 30 Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not $30. I go, fuck you, it's 33 Never, ever forget that. Um, so I went down. I, I went to see him in Reno. I go, hey, I got a, a, a late gift for you. Oh, okay. Because he's been starting to kind of talk about Blu-rays and all this kind of stuff or DVDs. I go, hey, I got you a Blu-ray player. I didn't tell him how I got it because he wasn't a kid. Um, I said, look, look. They, it, it, oh, I can't ask for this. Jesus Christ. I go, Dad, it was free. Just, just, just enjoy this. Quality's better. You can watch Blu-rays on it, or you can watch regular DVDs. Because trying to explain the difference of that to him, that would have been like that would have been speaking Korean to him, and, and he wasn't going to have any of that. So, um, go for the whole weekend. He doesn't hook it up. Usually, when when somebody gives you a DVD player, you hook it right up. Usually, he didn't hook it up. And I was like, do you want me to hook that up for you? No, 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 I'll get it. So the next week, call him on the phone. Said, how's the how's the Blu-ray player working? I haven't got it quite hooked up yet. Okay, all right. Everything okay? Everything in the right? Well, yeah. It's a little confusing. I'll have it taken care of tomorrow. I said, okay, well, well call me after you get it in. Let me know how it works. Call, okay. So he calls me the next day. This is why I love my dad so much, because he is truly the funniest person I know, and he wasn't even trying to be funny here. He goes, oh, boy, that's some picture. That is something else. I go, what was the problem? Why, why didn't you get it hooked in? Well, Arndt, I'm, I'm, I'm a 20th century guy in the 21st century. That's what he, that was a, a, a thing he came up with. And I was like, okay. He goes, I, I didn't understand how to hook it up. So I knew DirecTV was coming out. And I called him and said, hey, I got this problem. And I need you to come out. He called DirecTV. This is a hand to God. He called DirecTV and said he had a problem with his service. They showed up. They found out there was no problem. Hey, by the way, my son got me this. Can, can you hook this up just to make sure it's all right? And the people there, the, the people there were, were fucking super nice. Guy hooked it up for him. So my father, 
And you know what? I got one more dad story for you. I got one more after this one. This and this one is, this is one of the funnier ones. Uh, but but yeah, he he got Directv to hook up his DVD player. <laughs> oh man! Now this this last one here. Let me tell you. Uh, let's see. Adios, y'all at work hitting the ground running. Hey, have a great day, Alicia. Um, so, uh, dad and Beverly, that horrible human being that Beverly was, they were living together and they needed a new bed. So my dad called me up. He goes, Hey, do you think you can talk to your guy? Like I had a contact (laughs) at, at, at the sleep train. I go, well, in Reno, it's called, you know, mattress discounters or whatever. I said, yeah, yeah, I I have a guy, Dad. I, 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 I knew the owner. I had more than just a fucking guy. I knew the owner. And uh, the owner's name is Dale. He, he's no longer the owner. I, I know he sold them all. One of the greatest human beings you'll ever meet. Dale would take care of, I mean, the cool thing about Dale is, is that he believed in radio and he believed in radio personalities. And we sold a lot of beds for him. And every year at Christmas time, he would come around. And he would drop off gifts for all his, his disc jockeys who, who did him right. And his standard gift was a bottle of Dom Perignon. He, he'd drop off a bottle of uh, champagne. Well, the salesperson, I got to give it up to the salesperson at this time. The first year he ever did that, he only had two bottles in there. I was like, all right. It was no big deal to me because I didn't drink. But Dale did the research about me and found out that I didn't drink. And he got me like a $100 gift card to, to, I think it was to Nordstrom. And I thought that was one of the classiest things in the world. Great guy. So let's fast forward now about 15 years. And at the time, I was in Nashville for the holidays, unfortunately. And Dale Carlson, that was his name. That is his name. I called Dale on the cell phone. I called him up. And I said, hey, uh, what would be a good time for my dad going to, like, the mattress discounters to, to go look at a bed? He and his, you know, I think I said wife just to ease that whole thing. He and his wife need a new bed. They want to come in and look at some. And I just want to know what a good time would be. And he goes, no problem, Arnie. Tell him to come in uh, in Reno here on this day at this time, blah, blah, blah. So I call up Dad, and I said, Dad, go in this day. So <laughs> I get a phone call from my father. He goes, oh, man, we got our bed delivered today. I go, you got one. You got a bed. He goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I didn't know this before I started my, my radio career of endorsing a bed company. Beds are fucking expensive. Like, when I got my first bed from Sleep Train, they said I could try every bed there, but go get the Stearns and Foster because that's what everybody gets because it's the best. And the Stearns and Foster at that time in 1999, Stearns and Foster was like a $4,700 bed. I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, because I had had nothing but like 
you know, twins my whole life and, like, pass down beds or whatever. And it's gross. So I got that right. So I know beds are expensive. So, so I go, well, what'd you get? He goes, well, we got a sleep number bed. Now, sleep number beds, uh, sleep train used to carry them, and then sleep number got too big, and they started carrying themselves. So my dad was able to get a sleep number bed, and I'm like, holy shit. Because I know that those are about seven or eight grand. I'm like, wow, fucking hey, man, my Christmas present better be huge this year. I got you a fucking discount on it. Because I figured he'd get a discount, right? He goes, man, they took such good care of me. Wow. He goes, I want that guy's name, and I'm going to write him a letter. I said, okay. And I got his name and address and room away. So my dad is proceeding to tell me. I go, okay, so what'd you get? He goes, well, we got this. And then they threw in pillows. I said, really? They threw in pillows. They didn't throw anything in. Beverly was getting all this shit. Beverly was taking advantage of the situation. I, I said, okay, so you got a couple pillows. Oh, man, they're comfortable. And I know the pillows that they got, and those pillows are like $100 each, right? He goes, then they, they, we, we asked him about if there were special sheets that needed, and they gave us like four sets of sheets. Now I'm starting to get a little pissed. Four sets of those sheets, that's $500 at least, along with the $200 in, in, in pillows. So that's at $700, along with whatever the bed costs. Yeah, yeah, they gave us all this other stuff too. Oh, they gave us this big comforter. They gave him like a goose down fucking comforter. The total bill was at about $10,052. That's how much my dad's bed cost. And Dale Carlson gave it to him for free. I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever heard. And I was able to do that for my dad at Christmas time, which was really, really cool. But, uh, but yeah, oh, I was so mad at him. I go, you milked him. Oh, no, they kept bringing the stuff out. And I said, yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> he said, you could have said no. Why am I going to say no? Uh, but, yeah, so there you go. Those are some Christmases uh, that I've had in the past. So there you go. These are fun stories to do. I hope y'all are enjoying them. Uh, by the way, this weekend in movies, uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, uh, we can just go ahead and call that a flop. And by the way, shocker. Shocker that people in the twenty in the 2000s don't want to see people work out all their problems with song. I don't know about y'all, but there is, it's a fucking musical. Yes, a musical flopped. I know that's hard to believe. Everybody, but but that's the way they're writing it, Ogre. Is that, oh, Steven Spielberg was behind it and it flopped? Yeah, oh, it flopped like a motherfucker. This has been like 60 years in the making and it costs over $100 million to make. They ain't getting their money back. Christopher says, I was the only one in the theater when I saw it for the show. Good Lord. 
It'll win Best Picture then, probably. I mean, look, look, I, I know it's a, it, it is a, uh, it's a, a, a renowned musical on Broadway, West Side Story is. But, but m- musicals suck. You know, this is why, it, and, and, and true to be, look, look, I look at like movies like Ray and Walk the Line, and they won Best Picture, right? But they weren't musicals. There was music in them, but they were biographies on the guy. And I think that Elton John, if Elton John's movie, that Taron Egan, the guy from uh, the, the, the Gentleman movie, not the Gentleman, but y- you know the ones I'm talking about, um, Kingsman. The Kingsman movie. I think that if it would have been done more like the Ray biography or the Johnny Cash biography, I think that the Elton John movie could have gone up for Best Picture, but they made it a musical to where they're singing to the camera. They're not putting on a concert. They're singing. He's answering his questions about rehab while he's in rehab singing. Um, musicals nowadays are just Hollywood incest circle jerks. They know the movie's not going to do well, but actors and Hollywood types love musicals. Makes for themselves, not the audience. Ego much? Yeah. Well, remember that movie La La Land a few years ago with Deadly Emma Stone and, and Ryan Gosling? The one they said won the Academy Award but actually didn't? I think that's why they had to check again because nobody's like, we won an Academy Award for this shit. It's a musical. There is nothing fruitier than musicals. I mean, honestly, a cantaloupe could stand next to a musical and the musical is even more fruity than the fucking cantaloupe. About the only musical in the last 20 years that did well in the box office was Mamma Mia, yeah. In the last 20 years. But I, I would go to say, like, there was a time. There was a time when singing your problems away was halfway cool. And that time was Greece. But that's because, you know, Olivia Newton-John was pretty hot. And they tried to do with the same with Greece too, with Michelle Pfeiffer. I think it was the dude who ended up playing Rex Manning in Empire Records. I think he was the opposite in Grease 2. Grease 2 was dog shit. <laughs> just, and all musicals in general, just go away. God. We don't want to see you dancing in the streets. Another movie that came out this weekend, and I was waiting for when this movie came out, I knew I wasn't going to see it, though. It's the new Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence movie called Don't Look Up. This is a movie about global warming that can be described in one simple word, and that is propaganda. I guess they rip everybody from the left to the right, any of that. What was worse, Grease 2 or Staying Alive? And yes, I saw both in the theater as a wee ogre lad. 
Well, you can join the club because I saw them both in the theater too. I still say Grease 2 because they were singing their problems away. Staying Alive was just fucking bad. The follow-up to Saturday Night Fever. Danny was struggling. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like it. Didn't like it at all, but I, I'm going to go with Grease 2 is still worse. I guess it it fucking, it flopped hard too. The Don't Look trailer, it, it's about like a, a an asteroid that's going to hit Earth and they're trying to figure out, uh, fucking A, I say let it hit. Let it hit. Let's ride this shit out. Staying Alive was way worse. Staying Alive is a bad movie. It's just a very, very bad movie. That might have been like the, the part that ended his career until he came back for Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking To and Look Who's Talking Again. And then he went away until Pulp Fiction came back. John Travolta would be great like that. You know, do a couple big movies. You know, Saturday Night Fever, Into Urban Cowboys, take some time off. He just keeps going, keeps shit in the bed. Mm. Scott, great call. Grease 2 is way worse. It had Adrian Zemed and Shooter McGavin as T-Birds. And if memory serves me right, they went from hot rods to riding motorcycles. An asteroid ever comes near Earth, I'm emptying my 401k, spending the money on the biggest bullseye in the universe. Come on and hit me. Oh, if I if I know, oh, like like if they came on TV and said, look, y'all got 48 hours. 48 hours and there's a big ass and there's a good possibility that it's going to be a world ender. I'm just telling you right now, I'm driving down to Kroger, which is about a block and a half away. Oh, shit, Kroger ain't got him. We got to get on I-30. I am buying some goddamn Jack Daniels, and I am going out. And and you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the CVS, and I'm going to fucking break in, and I'm going to take a bunch of their damn pain pills. Because I'll just tell you this right now. Getting incinerated don't sound like that much fun to do sober. Side note, I've been listening to a lot of Bee Gees lately, and how Deep Is Your Love is my hands-down favorite song so far. Sorry, I heard Staying Alive and felt like shit. No, that's okay, Aldo. Aldo, have you heard the uh, the ZGs, the Foo Fighters uh, ode to the Bee Gees? And I was just wondering what you thought of that. I didn't think much of it, but that's just me. Grease 2 is at least good to make fun of. Staying Alive is just pain. It truly is, but. But see, here, here's the other thing, too. Uh, this is what I have to factor in. Grease being the original in Grease 2, Grease is still a musical, okay? Saturday Night Fever, and I know Staying Alive you didn't say was a musical. Saturday Night Fever is a classic film. I mean, it, it, it's one of those that, that, that you have to, you watch it and you go, yep. And so strong on its own that it didn't need a sequel. So that's why I still say it's it's horrible. Don't get me wrong. It's like Rhinestone Cowboy. Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton's going to make Sylvester Stallone into a singing cowboy. 
Now, that is gut-wrenching. That is terrible. Actually, dig what Grohl did with their music. What's even better is when he rented uh, flatbed big rigs, loaded them up with a portable stage, and trolled those Westboro cock stains. Good for him. Good for him. Um, all right, let's see. Speaking of music, uh-oh. 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 Somebody is in trouble. Somebody's in District Judge Michael Fitzgerald. Threw the case out back in 2018. But the accusers, play is gonna play, songwriters, Sean Hall and Nathan Butler, appealed and got the case reinstated in 2019. This week, Judge Fitzgerald denied the Swift team a request for summary judgment to have the suit ended in the singer's favor. That's right, Taylor Swift is being sued for plagiarism. Representatives for the pop star blasted the lawsuit. Like, these men are like not the originators or creators of the common phrase players or haters or combinations of them. Like, they did not invent these common phrases, nor are they the first to use them in song. But the judge could not agree to fine for summary judgment. Oh, here, here we go. Play is going to play an all-girl group here. Let, let, let's play the play. Oh, I hate this song already, too. Wow, they're really bad. And then this is her version of it. I say I'm too late. I'm a dead late. That's what people say. Yes, they do. That's what people say. You're a dead late. And you don't put out. You don't put out. That is awful. That is trash. If I'm the judge, this is what I rule. That stations, it, it, you have to get rid of that song now. That is an awful song. Why can't Taylor Swift be kidnapped and have a bark collar surgically installed in her neck? Look, she's everything wrong with music. Oh, my God. That's so bad. I liked her when she was a country artist. But now, uh, after she endorsed Joe Biden for the White House, yeah, I'm throwing all her shit out. This year, oh, I didn't know this. This year, she appealed to her fans in the Virginia governor's race in a desperate attempt to get the longtime political careers Terry McAuliffe elected there. 
According to uh, reports, Swifties from out of state began registering to push McAuliffe over the finish line. The effort failed, though, as Glenn Youngkin shocked the state by winning the governor's seat. Wow, so Taylor Swift caused fucking this guy to lose. There you go. By the way, the court that that case is going to get thrown out. Taylor Swift, compared to the what, whatever group that that released players going to play and haters going to hate. No, no, Taylor Swift's got too much money to lose that case. You ain't you ain't got a chance, girls. All right, final story of the uh, this break here. If anybody hasn't watched and you're about to watch. The new Sex in the City show on HBO Max. Please don't. Uh, the first episodes were last week. This is the reboot of Sex in the City without Samantha. And I guess everything was going great in the first 50 minutes of this show. And then all of a sudden, they killed off the character known as Mr. Big. They had him have a heart attack while he was riding on a Peloton. Well, that is causing a huge problem for the people at Peloton. Their stock dropped immensely the next day. I'm not I'm not kidding. I am not kidding about this. Um, intellectual property and entertainment lawyer Nancy C. Prager revealed that Peloton could and is probably going to sue HBO over that. The new show is called And Just Like That. Um, one of the company's bikes had been used in the death of a major character, which has since caused significant backlash. The shares for the exercise equipment company saw an 11% decline following the release. The woman also said they could sue over the portrayal of their product if they were not made, made aware of by the network. Yeah, oh yeah, that's just a that's just show. You do not have to review that, Christopher. I would not subject you to that. Such a big bummer. I don't know if I'll watch it now. My wife called me sobbing after she saw this. I said it, he was he was in a better place because he wouldn't have to see Sarah Jessica Orker or Parker again. Oh, yeah. Oh, people were fucking beside themselves last week when that was released. I get it. Hey, I get grow. I can't make fun of them too much because I get that way if one of my... Can you imagine if they would have killed off Beth Dutton on Yellowstone this year? Fuck you, man. Best one of the best characters on that show. If the more unscript editor or showrunner at HBO had half a brain, they would have said exercise bike. No, you know what? I got to give up because that show likes to name drop shit. That show has always been a name dropping show. Whether it's Kristen Louboutin, uh, the the red bottom shoes for gals, 
Louis Vuitton, purses and shit like that. They've always been name brand shit. So, of course, that, that these two are going to have the best cycling uh, in the city. So let's get us a Peloton. And Peloton's like, whoa, whoa, you killed that motherfucker on our bike? God damn it. What are we supposed to do now? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, Christopher, you're safe. You ain't got to worry about that. Uh, all right. I'm going to take a break here. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com.
back of the stockings. I've always liked those kind of high heels, too. You know? No, 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 no. Don't take them off. Don't take them off. Man. Yeah, that's it. A little more to the right.
stuffer gifts for tomorrow as well. But we have to end today's show before we can get to tomorrow's show. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Finally, some outrage is happening over this male, I'm sorry, female swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania. One of the swimmers, if you don't remember the story, the story is about a quote-unquote female swimmer at the University of Penn named Leah Thomas. She's actually transgender. Last year, she was a boy. Last year, she was second-team All-Ivy League swimmer in the men's competition. Second-team All-Ivy League, not too shabby. Not great, but not too fucking shabby. This year, she's become her true self and is now swimming on the Penn female team. After the story broke last week about her breaking records, demolishing records in women's swimming, The administration at Penn said, quote, we strongly advise all swimmers to avoid talking to the media. Due to a swimmer coming forward. Well, a second swimmer from Penn has come forward and was granted uh, anonymity due to what is viewed as threats from the university, activist, and the political climate. And she wants people to know one thing. The female swimmers at Penn are, quote, angry over the lack of fairness in the sport as Leah Thomas destroys the record book and brings fellow teammates to tears. She goes on to say, quote, they feel so discouraged because no matter how much work they put in it, They know they're going to lose. Usually they can get behind the blocks and know they out-trained all their competitors and they're going to win and give it all they've got. Now, they're having to go behind the blocks knowing no matter what they do, they have no chance at winning. And it's starting to get to everyone on the team. Story goes on to say, after five meets, and the Akron Invitational, of course, Thomas is not just destroying opponents, but she's destroying all the records. 
Akron was an absolute beatdown by Thomas, but it wasn't without disgust from fans who were in the building watching the meet pool and records drop one after the other. The swimmer goes on to say, usually everyone claps, everyone is yelling and cheering when someone wins a race. Leah touched the wall, and it was just silent. <laughs> when pen swimmer Anna Calisandri finished second, the crowd erupted in applause. <laughs> now, this is, this is the part that gets me the most. Thomas said new 500 uh, freestyle Ivy League record. This is the dude. And said, oh, that was so easy. I was cruising. She wasn't happy with her time in the 500, but she said, well, at least I'm still number one in the country. Now, let's take a look at this. This is in the same year, this year. Was it, uh, well, actually, no, second year. Uh, these women are going to start pulling some Tanya Hardings on these female athletes. It's only a matter of time. Careful with she-male. They don't like that one. They don't like she-male, shim, or it. Those are their big bugaboos. Those are not pronouns they enjoy. I'm just warning you. You can say whatever you want on this show. I'm not going to get upset. Uh, but wasn't it just last football season? I mean, it, do we have to go that far back in time? Last football season, that the world was standing up and cheering for the Vanderbilt girl kicker? Remember that? Remember they brought an actual female onto the field, and she kicked the field goal? But Vanderbilt still lost because it's Vanderbilt and they suck. Uh, but now we're replacing females because this is who I think of. I don't know how many gals are on an Ivy League swim team. I would say five. And and this fella, good old Shim here, takes a spot. What about that fifth gal? What about that girl that, that that's the first alternate? How, how is she supposed to wrap her head around this? That's the part that I don't understand. She's been replaced by somebody who was second team all Ivy League last year in swimming. Now, far be it for me to question the mode of winning when it comes to anything. Is this this coach's dire need to win? Because you're going to win every fucking race you have. You're probably going to go undefeated this year. And what happens? Do we send this girl to the Olympics the next time? (laughs) Did Vanderbilt give her to sign her kicking jeans? Uh... That's because an actual female is competing with men. This is a man beating women. Yeah, exactly. They go to highlight how it is that a woman can compete, which we all knew was kind of, eh. But, hey, she was on the field. She did her job. Can't take anything away from her. She made a field goal, an extra point. 
how far back are we going to set women when it comes to this? No, the ice cream cookie, uh, it's been banned by the alphabet community. Even fucking liberals who want to go ahead with this shit know that you truly support women. You won't support this tranny bullshit. Well, this this is going to be interesting to watch. Because I'm seeing something developing here. We know how awful parents are, right? When it comes to sports. We can all agree. Mm. Let me say not all parents, just those overzealous parents. We, we, we all know how horrible those overzealous parents at sporting events are. Their, cat, their kid has to win at everything. What's going to happen is this. We're going to start seeing more boys participating in girls' sports. Hey, Charlize Theron, let her child, who's a boy, start dressing and acting and being called a girl at the age of five. You don't think that some parent who wants to see their kid go off to college in a college scholarship, I don't know, let's say soccer. Women are very, very good at soccer, but so are men. Not the U.S. men, but but men are. How long until we have little boys playing in girls' leagues? Because that's a way for them to get a scholarship. Back when I was growing up, the phrase is, you blew a tranny, meant you had car trouble. (laughs) Can't say that anymore. But nothing's going to stop them. And and see, this is where I, I came up with an epiphany this week. I say all the shit that I want to say on this show because what are you going to fucking do? If I piss you guys off, then I fucking cross the line because you guys are the ass family. But I'm talking about in society in general. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm done tippy-toeing around on the politically correct minefield that is our world. And there are more people like me. And people are starting to stand up and say things. And they're not being canceled. This is what it's going to take. It's going to take the parents of this swimmer, these swimmers and these swimmers in general to go to the University of Penn and say, kick this person off the team because it's not right. I'm glad she has found her true self, but guess what? She can no longer compete against women that are born women. Because we are different. Our makeups are different. Why did I piss you off this time? I didn't mean to piss you off. Am I pissing you off because I'm right? Because that's what's going to happen. We're going to see it happen. You're going to see it happen On the soccer field, you're going to see it happen in basketball. A boy who doesn't make the the boys' team, famous story, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, who didn't make his sophomore year basketball team in high school, 
Well, now it's going to be Michelle. And he is going to say, well, I, 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 I'm actually a woman. And play on the girls team. And dominate the league. This just in, Lori Laughlin, Felicity Huffman, kids are now identifying as trans. <laughs> if you as a man want to play against women, it needs to be consenting. I mean, consent is always the trigger, right? If you want this, you need to have an intramural category in addition to men's and women's teams. It's what's going to happen. Until enough people say enough is enough. We don't want to tar and feather these people that are going through this big life change. No, we don't want that. We don't want them ostracized. We don't want them made fun of, even though it's still going to happen because it's different and that's what we do in this country, but that's a whole other story. What we want is we want only men to be in the men's league and only women to be in the women's league. Otherwise... Let's just combine them. I mean, is that what we want? We have the best players take the field. Adios, Ogre. If we hold a tryout and everybody has to do the exact same workout in the tryout, How many women get on that basketball team? The answer will be a big, fat, fucking zero. Sorry. Now, if one does make it on that team, they've earned their way on. I have no problem with that. But you choose the best team. Not this bullshit of placing people in there just because it fits a category and it makes you look good and it makes you look like you care about society. It's bullshit. The, the, this, this, this young lady at, oh God, ugly fucking thing too. Be an ugly dude, but even uglier woman. It's getting rid look, just might as well just ban women's sports. Uh, let's see. Uh, story's out of London. A mom revealed she started re- uh, resent- resenting her own son so much that sometimes she hates him. All because he refuses to use a toilet. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. The kid refuses to use a toilet? Six-year-old son was potty trained around the age of two, but as soon as he turned three, he reverted to pooping his pants. Three years on then, since then, the mom has done everything she can to get her child to poo in a toilet, but the kid refuses and doesn't see anything wrong with pooping himself every time he needs to shit. Well, I tell you what, Arnie Jr. decided to do that. I am painting that. 
We have to strip all that brown paint off there, and then I'm painting that back porch fucking red. It ain't cool to poop your pants. No, it that that's terrible. Mom goes on saying a desperate attempt to get her son to re-potty train. She's taking the boy to doctors, hospitals, therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy. No one able to help, though. Well, that's why you got to call ABC. Arnie beats children. So I'll tell you what, maybe I, maybe I have to expand now, ABC. If you ain't listening to your mama and your daddy, you call ABC. ABC handles the problem. Oh, you got a problem? You don't want to you, you don't want to use the facilities? No, I want to poop my pants. Wham! I'm telling you right now. One good right. Play pay! That kid, that kid, man, I, I'll tell you this right now. That kid will shit right in them moment, at that moment. Bet she never fucking has that problem again. <laughs> if pooping your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. I had that drop for a while. I had that one. Hold on. I, I can get it back. Here you go. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. <laughs> uh, despite her best efforts, the youngster doesn't care about his toilet habits, even if it means losing friends and people close to him. Oh, I'm putting this kid in jail. She went to Reddit over in Great Britain. This is a story over in Great Britain. She went to Reddit to pose this problem to her friends. Fuck, call Arnie Beats Children. Arnie will whoop that kid. Uh-uh, I ain't whooping him. Uh-uh, not on the backside, I ain't. I'll whoop them all day upstairs in the front side. Beat the shit out that kid. Literally. What the fuck is wrong with people? Well, this next guy, he's pretty badass here. Um, Let's see. A man drove himself to the hospital Sunday after being shot while sitting in a parked car. Holy shit. Guy's just sitting there. He gets shot. Shooting was about 2.45 in the morning. Police say they believe a suspect shot into the parked vehicle before fleeing. There are two people inside, but just one was hurt. No one's been arrested. Police said the investigation continues. I tell you what, if I was still able to drive after being shot while sitting in the car, guess what? I'm fucking gunning that son bitch down. Damn right, ABC turns into Arnie runs over people. A R O P. Arnie runs over people. That won't even cost you anything. Just shooting my car, you shot me, and now I'm going to get you. You brought a gun to a fucking car fight, dummy. Oh, I don't want no. 
No, I, I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to subscribe to the Cincinnati.com website. Okay, well, I guess we just don't do that story then. Uh, how about the incredible moment? This is an incredible moment, I guess. This happened down in Australia. Holy Jesus. That thing is huge. Where did this, where's the dateline on this thing? Oh, crikeys. There's nothing. There, there's two things that I enjoy really. I like watching kids get hurt in video. Love seeing kids fall down. I can watch that shit all day long. That stuff is amusing to me. Also, I love when nature is active. Like, like when it's supposed to be active. So I guess there was a, oh, it's down in Kenya. This happened down in Kenya. A gigantic, I mean, gigantic crocodile. They're calling it a monster crocodile. I would agree with that. Has been photographed pretty much eating an entire zebra. I mean, whole. In the pic, the reptile pokes its jaws out of the water with an entire bloodied zebra in its mouth. The waters are stained red, and the zebra appears to kick its hooves and waggle its head in a desperate measure to break three. They don't know how the zebra was lured into the waters by the croc. It's like, hey, man, you want some crack? I got some crack over here. Zebra's like, ooh, crack. I don't know what that is. Ooh, well, I can show you what it is. Just come on over. I don't know. You, are you going to bite my head off? No, 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 no. I'm not going to bite your head off. What about snap my legs? Well, no, not on purpose. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Here, I'll come over there. So you can swallow me whole. And he started at the ass. Nope, that, that, oh, God. Ooh, here's a picture of a lion getting attacked by a, a lion attacking a hippo. Good. That's what should happen. Hippos are assholes. Good Lord. Good Lord. Yep, no need to go into that water anytime in Kenya. All right, our final story of the day. We got to take a little trip. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Oh man, and it's getting bigger and bigger each and every day. The story happened in Gainesville, Florida, near the University of Florida, I would imagine. Now, now look, we, uh, we sometimes have issues with the way people park. Like, they, like, like somebody wants to park in front of your house all the time, but they don't live there. Parking issues are a real thing. People seem to lose their mind over parking issues. 
Nature is Metal on Instagram. Okay, I'll check that out. This is a story of uh, a woman named, or, or a guy named Andre Adams. This guy is quite the dickhead. Uh, I guess he lives in the neighborhood, and I guess uh, he has a lot of neighbors. And he doesn't like it when they're out, all out having a good time and partying. Now, we've all known like this. Like, maybe you have some neighbors that have quite a few parties, and you got extra cars out there. That's a pain in the ass. Maybe they block your driveway. This guy has had enough of people blocking his driveway. So, instead of doing what's right by, like, calling the police or maybe putting up a sign that says no parking here, anything like that, no, 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 no. Mr. Abrams decided, I'm going to do you one better. Now, he was arrested for it, and he's awaiting decision on whether prosecutors will formally file critical charges. Um, because I guess that this is a teen that lives in the house too, and all their friends come over, and you know how punk ass sixteen year olds are. Well, I guess it happened again this one fateful night, and Mr. Abrams has said, "Enough is enough, and I can't take it anymore." So he walked outside. He wasn't naked. No, no. He was equipped with a commercial-grade flamethrower. That's right. And he shot it at one of the damn cars that was right in front of his house. Well, come on, mouse work. A neighbor said he frequently sprayed the flamethrower to scare off guests from her home. Quote, when he shoots, it lights up the whole road. It's like daylight outside. He'll do it in the middle of the night. (laughs) Dude's got a flamethrower in the neighborhood. People are saying, wait a second, you can own a flamethrower? And the answer is yes. No permits or licenses needed. They're, they're legal to buy and own in pretty much every state except Maryland and California. Wow. Dude just breaks out a flamethrower. Hey, hold on a second. I got to gas this up. That's pretty phenomenal. Dude has a flamethrower. Oh, you're going to park in front of my house? Well, that's lovely. <laughs> Bubba didn't like that noise. He jumped up and he looked at me like, what the hell's wrong with you, Dad? Uh, Needless to say, he was arrested. Probably let go, though. Uh, The family said, could I say this? The worst thing that could ever happen to the neighborhood. Uh, They've had issues with other residents and need to be brought to light. Well, he's got the light. Somebody said, you better not burn up my car. Wow. 
dude's got a flamethrower in Florida. <laughs> Only Florida, man. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for the show today. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Until then, please remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, adios, everybody. At first, she's going to come on strong. Like she'll love you all night long. Like it's going out of style. Then she'll leave you with a smile You're gonna give her all your heart Then she'll tear your world apart You're gonna cry a little while Still she'll leave you with a smile is outside waiting to arrest him.